What's up, gang? Before we get started today, I want to tell you about the Golink retreat. I'm not sure if you heard, but Golink, we have our very first retreat coming up March 5th through 8th in San Diego. We have an amazing beach house, and we have 10 people showing up from all over the country, and we are going to delve in to growth and healing. So we all are living in the same house for a few days. All your food is taken care of. And we're on the beach, literally our house is on the beach and we have a love coach coming, mindset, spiritual teacher, we have a personal trainer coming. So all aspects of the human experience we are going to delve into and level up and the community there is just going to open up our hearts and feel love and just a safe space to expand ourselves. So if this feels like you, we still have a room available. So I know it's soon, but if this feels called to you, I would love to have you. Please reach out to me on Instagram, email. My name, hopefully, you know, is Ben at Golink Group. Hit me up on Instagram. Anything, if this calls to you, please reach out. Don't hesitate. If it feels good, we would love to have you because we have some amazing people, amazing teachers, amazing food, amazing accommodations, and I can't wait to experience this with you. All right, back to your regular scheduled program. What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of The Golink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of Golink. Golink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week, we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then Golink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. All right, y'all, welcome to this week's episode, introducing my dude, MJ, and he is a curious mofo in the best way possible. This dude's awareness is on another level. He's a great listener with a unique upbringing, and he has a really cool perspective that he's never shared before publicly, so this is his first time on a podcast, and he grew up with four different families from different ethnic backgrounds that has given him just a curiosity, a zest for life. And he really likes to learn and listen to people. And so it's cool to have him share what he's learned just by listening in, in his short life. But he's definitely an old soul and he has a lot of wisdom. He's an extremely talented videographer who stopped, he, he chose to stop working with big brands and making good money to focus on experiences and really take a step. Mm, see, that's the thing. I wouldn't even call it a step back, but the world might see it that way. And he'll delve into it of why it's not a step back because he's living in his truth. 
and but to so many people would be confusing like why would you stop doing that why would you stop making that much money like you're so good at this and you'll hear why so here is my dude mj michael jang let's go enjoy this episode yo everyone welcome to the Golink show of course my name is ben i've never introed the show before like that but <laughs> we got my man mj what's good dude how you doing how you doing i'm wonderful so this is your first podcast that you've done right first podcast ever <laughs> which i love but you like we've chatted at length in the gym before we went to coffee we talked for like two hours i think didn't we i think we did actually <laughs> might have been over two a little bit um so like i'm stoked that you want to have this conversation and why i'm excited to have the conversation with you is because you have a unique perspective, especially for how young you are. And it's not like, oh, it's like you're so young. So, yeah. like, I don't like to even bring up age is just like a weird thing, you know, because I remember when I was young. I mean, I'm still young, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like a yeah, I definitely a label you. that's like a thing. So, but you, regardless of age, you've had a unique perspective. But when you got here, you were chatting about how you like to go skydiving every few months to Definitely. feel to feel alive and so we're going to get into your perspective can you tell us why that you like why do you go skydiving yeah so i mean every few months so every few months or so like mm -hmm. i have this weird epiphany mm -hmm. i feel like i'm not living anymore it's like one of those sense of, I guess, getting consumed by society. Mm -hmm. Like we get so drawn into, I guess, what works in terms of like, we're focused on like our financial, financial issues mm -hmm. and, or like how to maintain friendships or relationships. Yeah, just that day people. to day. Yeah. Thing. So sometimes like, I don't think we actually take a break to actually enjoy our own time. Mm. Like even if we have alone time, sometimes I feel like. I catch myself like thinking about the next day or like thinking about how to keep up with people around me that are not currently present. Cause social media is one of those things where you have the liberty to say, reach out to anyone you want at any certain time. Yeah. Like that's really easy to do. But at mm -hmm. the same time, cause you get so drawn into social media, sometimes you neglect people that are around you mm. or like your own self where you're trying to help other people out. But at the same time you might, not be helping yourself out because you're so focused on other people hmm. and talking to you i know you're probably more of an empath <laughs> you know yeah. like you have more empathy for other people mm -hmm. and you want to see other people win and for sure strive and do better and i guess surround yourself with a culture that kind of helps you grow in that sense and i think because of that more empath like lose track of themselves because they're so willing to help mm -hmm. other people out when they see other people struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I fall to, too. Like, I love helping other people out, but then I realize on certain days that I'm not taking care of my own self. Mm. Not because I don't want to, but it's more so I want to do better. And I see other people that are surrounding me that are doing better and helping me get better. Mm. And I guess that expectation sometimes eats you up alive. Mm. You know? And just because you're doing... I guess this is what I tell myself sometimes just because you're doing something doesn't necessarily mean you're actually doing progressing. It? Oh, okay. Like you're doing it, but you're not really progressing because you're in the act of completing something mm. in terms of that, like 
you know like we i guess one of the biggest things i hate the most uh-huh. is the concept or word of bucket list oh why that bothers me a lot because in terms of bucket list like what is if i told you i had a bucket list like what is like a couple things that come to your mind when right it's like word? travel like i want to see this place that's typically what i associate with bucket list is like where you where you want to go right yeah and i feel like that's how i feel too like like a checklist exactly and that's the biggest thing that i guess i hate the most because mm. no intention you, yeah like if you kind of like have that idea of i'm just trying to check something off or i'm just trying to see yeah. something off with m- my own eyes mm-hmm. but how does that help your experience instead like, of how like does that, instead of like feeling it or experiencing it right appreciating it yeah you're more so in the process of like wanting to finish something hmm. is my idea so like for say like let's say one of my bucket lists was to go to scotland mm-hmm. or that sounds really or like somewhere more exotic mm. i don't know maybe now scotland's dope my friend thomas would be like no that's he's actually in scotland right now and really this is basically his second home yeah oh dang yeah <laughs> i've never been to scotland so i'm just trying to throw out a place that yeah. I, i've never been um but yeah so like for example scotland like if you're so focused on getting to Scotland, mm-hmm. you would probably neglect, I don't know how many percent, but a good majority of the process of even getting to Scotland. You would just be so focused on Scotland that you wouldn't take in anything other that's going on. Mm. Whether it's a funny moment where you were trying to get mm-hmm. your plane ticket to work and they said you had a false plane ticket, like you didn't pay your plane ticket, but then you proved to them that you did, or like mm. you met someone new that gave you a new perspective but in reality you probably didn't really hear what that person had to say because you were so Mm -hmm. focused on wanting to get to scotland that you're not really like enjoying people's company and enjoying people's conversation i like that dude so how does that i mean i I love that whole thing how does that relate back to like skydiving yeah sorry i went (laughs) off a tangent no you're good dude um but so in terms of that i feel like skydiving is one Mm -hmm. of those things where like I have a fear of heights, mm. really bad fear of heights. Which I can confirm because we went to the rooftop of the apartment building, <laughs> yes. and I could tell you, like you, like you leaned into the rail. Yeah, I had to literally <laughs> grab onto the rail and yeah. get as close as to the bar as possible. Yeah. Because um, I think for me, it's one of those things where, if I know for a fact that I might die, mm-hmm. then I'll try to experience every single little moment for me at least it sounds really cheesy like the real possibility of you dying right so for skydiving like i've accepted that there's a good chance that i can't die and Mm -hmm. like if i do die i won't even remember a single thing but while (laughs) i can remember it while i'm experiencing every single little Mm. second like i want to experience it whether the air was hot cold Mm. whether my ears were like am I able to hear anything? Another person when they're skydiving skydiving with me, can I hear them? Mm -hmm. Can I feel them? Can I like experience what they're experiencing? Mm -hmm. Can I see their emotions? Like, am I able to get a good read on how that person's feeling in that exact moment? Mm. And I guess like that moment where you're falling, you, at least in my sense, I feel like I can tell that I'm actually in the moment because it feels long. Like it doesn't feel short. It feels super long because I think it's one of those things where you start paying attention to every little detail that's going around you Mm. and you really want to like take the time to like let yourself know that, hey, I'm living right now Mm. and if I'm not, then 
my experience probably would have felt short is how I view it. That's interesting. So yeah, it's basically just like a reminder to live for you, like to, to get that thrill. How can we practice that? Like in day-to-day life, do you think that's possible? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think even for myself, uh-huh. um, since I work around the gym as a creative, mm-hmm. um, it's one of those deals where like I try to focus on people's conversation better because like I understand, I guess now like going to school and going mm-hmm. to work every single day mm-hmm. makes me appreciate how much people value time when you talk to people around you that are also working, but also taking the time out of their day to come to the gym. Um and like, you know, like people usually say like people who follow plans and I guess a structure for a day to day basis usually have the most mundane like outcomes sometimes because you mm. get bored. Yeah. But I think it really doesn't have to turn out that way. Like I think a good example is like the gym itself, like or any place that you go to, whether it's a coffee shop or whatever it is, mm-hmm. if that those people constantly change then no matter how many times you go to that place, it won't be mundane because you can always have a new interaction with someone and always gain a new mm. perspective. Like your experience and my experience is always going to be different. And like even color wise, like if I said, Hey, like that pillow's color looks nice and I think it's green. <laughs> yeah. um, you could probably agree with me that it's possibly green. It could be yellowish green, but at the same time, mm. the color that you see is not going to be the color I see completely exactly the same and I think that's what I try to take out of like no matter how much I think someone's experience is the same as I am or the same as my experience there's a hundred percent fact that there's no way I could have relived the same exact thing that happened to someone else so Mm. I think realizing that every single day of saying hey you have to know for a fact that someone else's experience is someone else's experience and you can always take away and always learn from other people. Hmm. And they're taking the time out of their busy day too, you know, to talk to you. So I think it's understanding and respecting people's time and people's experience is what I think helps me to stay grounded hmm. in terms of like being present. Just yeah. cause like letting things go out of one ear, in my opinion, is a loss of knowledge, no matter what it is. Hmm. Like, it could be something simple too, but like that little moment or that little sentence or that little time that someone gave you is already precious to begin with. Cause I don't know about you, but uh-huh. I do believe like time's kind of valuable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that says like time is like the most valuable asset. Yeah. Because that's, you can't buy more of it. Right. Exactly. It's, it's finite. Exactly. And I believe that to a hundred percent, you know, mm-hmm. and, so thanks for spending time with me, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> thanks for having me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I really do appreciate people's time. Mm-hmm. And I think I had this conversation with someone the other day about time. And mm-hmm. we do. We both agreed on the idea that time is the most valuable asset. But we also wanted to question, like, why is time the most valuable asset? Well, because technically, if you want to get deep into it, time doesn't exist. Right? It's a human. It's a prescribed human element. Because, like but like we need like it just makes sense that we use it you know because right. it would be almost it'd be close to chaos without it right yeah definitely mm-hmm. and but it goes back to when you were skydiving and everything's in slow motion 
-hmm. you have no concept of time right you're not thinking about it at all you're not thinking about oh this is going faster this is going slow even though it feels slow afterwards but when you're in it Mm -hmm. it's probably not like oh this is going really slow right right you're just like whoa this is dope exactly and i think time is also our biggest enemy why because in terms of that no matter what you do on a daily basis the Mm -hmm. easiest reason why you're so caught up in not being in the moment is because of time in my opinion Hmm. like you're so concerned about what time it is and when's the next thing like when's the next thing that's going to happen or what i have planned for the next few days or like oh my parents are coming or oh oh, i have to meet my friends that are coming in town and all these things and you're all focused on the time aspect of things and planning things not now exactly it's not like you're not enjoying anything either because you're just Mm. trying to go through the motion you know trying to like it goes back to the trip thing yeah like it really does and that's like and the funny thing is like when you're then when you finally get on the trip you're not even on the trip exactly Mm -hmm. it's just one (laughs) of those things where you feel like you're in a loop unless Mm. you sit down and really like you know remind yourself and that's what i think skydiving is like a reminder to let go of certain things like to let go of things that are in the future like things that aren't going to happen within that day Mm. to let it go that's cool really try to focus and zone in on people around you like yes i still have to like worry about meetings and talking to people but rather than focusing on those aspects of what i have to do Hmm. rather just enjoy what's going on you know that's dope dude what would you say is your superpower like if you were just to be just totally like um, i'm dope as hell which you are we all are like what would you say is like i'm really really good at this whether it's a gift that you don't think you earned or something that you've honed and practiced what's something that you think is your gift my own personal gift Mm -hmm. i guess my gift this might sound weird but (laughs) i think honestly my own gift to myself is personally the experience that i had as a child Mm. so i guess perspective being able to I guess we're all judgmental creatures. So being able to say no to my judgments and looking at people and like enjoying what's happening rather than Mm -hmm. trying to put a label. Yeah. So I would, so this is related, but I think your superpower is curiosity because you're always, you're just soaking stuff in all the time, dude. Right. Like, so you work at core 24, which is a dope gym in Greenville, South Carolina, like interviewed Corey. So, you know, go listen to that, you know, interview months and months ago. Um, but like you're, you always say you're learning a lot from Corey. Like you, you talk to me in the gym, you're very intentional with other people. You're always soaking things in. And I think curiosity is so key, but it goes to your childhood of what you talk about, of like having perspective. So can you give everyone just a quick download of what, like, what was your childhood like and why do you, why is that a gift? Yeah. So, um, I don't like sob stories, so I'm gonna make it as positive as possible. (laughs) Dude, Um, we're here to be real dog. Yeah. So I guess my childhood was just very, well, first off, I do have a lot of respect, um, for my parents. Mm -hmm. I love what they did for me and, 
I couldn't have asked for it. Do you talk to them anymore? I do, actually. They're actually coming up tonight. <laughs> oh. To come uh, talk to me about New Year's, Chinese New Year's, because it's coming up mm-hmm. like, tomorrow or something. But they just want to see how I was doing, what my goals are, like, what are my plans. Mm. How and often do you talk to them? Um, personally, my dad, maybe, like, once every week, but my mom oh. on a daily basis. Oh, that's a lot, dude. Yeah, so... yeah. I do my best. I used to not talk to them for like months mm. um, just because like I couldn't get their perspective. Um, I guess just like. So you didn't understand it. I couldn't understand it okay. at all. Like that was something that was hard for me because um, I guess my parents were always busy when I was younger. They had to run their business and it required them to be up at 6 a.m. and they finished at 12. So 12 a.m.? 12 a.m. Damn, so dude. They're always on the go and on the fly, you know, like doing their best, making a living. Um, what was the business? It was a restaurant business. So, yeah, you got to be up at six yeah. to prepare the food, get everything ready for the day, make sure that you have enough food and, like, employees are ready to go and mm-hmm. manage all the, like, you have enough dollar bills and coins and pennies. And <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, but in terms of that, it's just like, I actually started off at a young age with them, um, working with them. And I think that kind of drew me back a little from my experience as a kid. Like I wasn't the kid that you would see playing with other kids. And like how old? I would say around six or seven. So six or seven, you were making, so, earning your keep. Yeah. I was just like <laughs> that little kid that had the yeah. menu in their hand and like randomly would just walk up to a customer and just plop it at their table. Huh. And they're like, oh, thanks for the menu, because I'll see them raise their hand, and I usually like got the vibe that, oh, they, I think they're looking for something. So I just like plop the menu down, and they're mm. like, that's exactly what we were looking for. Thanks, bud. <laughs> so like, um, those are like on certain days, but my parents mm-hmm. started to get worried because they didn't want to see me work that much. They wanted me to enjoy my childhood mm. and all that stuff. So they started putting me in daycare in the beginning um, to kind of like get me to talk to other kids that mm-hmm. have similar parents and I guess their concept was to get me to relate with other kids going through a similar experience mm-hmm. um, so through that similar experience like I guess my friends parents around me just didn't agree with it because they had different perspectives so your friends parents didn't agree with you going to daycare yeah okay they felt like I was having great interactions with other kids mm-hmm. but I was still confined on perspective because hmm. now that I'm only engulfed in daycare, you're going to get kind of like a similar perspective from other kids of how they feel and the kind of the energy that you get mm-hmm. similar to. So they wanted me to kind of like spread my wings a little. So they would actually like let me go to their house and they would tell my parents, Hey, we'll take care of you. So I had two black families, one white family, and then an Indian family that helped raise me as a child and, you know, coming from all three different backgrounds, like those cultures were all very different. And like you really spent like your time with them. I spent a lot Because of do time your parents still run the restaurant? They don't currently. But okay. they're still keeping themselves busy twenty four seven. So how long from what age to what age were you until like you were an adult? Like you were spending time with them, like Yeah, so um I spent my time up until before college. Mm. Up until before college, I spent most of my time with all those families. And 
I've gone on trips with their families, mm. went to, for my Indian family, like, I went to temple with them. That's cool. So I learned a little bit about their religion and how they eat, how they process things, and how they view, I guess, one of the coolest things, I guess, <laughs> for me, it was, like, they have, like, two names, a pet name and a real name. I don't know. What for themselves, for the humans? Yeah. So for the Indian family, they have, like, pet names for bunch of different people but then mm. you also have your real name and the pet name's just kind of a more friendly jokingly manner of like, like a nickname yeah essentially a nickname for people and mm -hmm. it was really cool to see like we don't really i don't really have that i was so. gonna say did you did they give you a pet name they actually didn't which was really interesting um huh. they just gave me i guess a more traditional american nickname so they had another nickname for me mm but it wasn't like a pet name. Interesting. Um, and, and they had different economic backgrounds too, didn't they? They did. So for the Indian family, like I'm still amazed on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. They actually came to us with $4 at the time. $4, $4 with, um, it was just three brothers and they had $4. Wow. So they lived in a mud hut for, I think a couple of years, they built their own mud hut. And I don't know where. Yeah, where? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what the story that they told me. And <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they were, I don't know, like, I have this weird feeling sometimes where I feel like people are good people. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, I guess, like you said, my curiosity just wants me to go talk to them. Mm. And so talking to them, I learned that they all started off in like a really small career, whether it's as a janitor or as a dishwasher, but then they worked their work way towards what they were passionate about. Did they? So what did they, do you remember what they started as? They, so I think they all started off as mechanics at a mm -hmm. car auto shop repair store. Okay. Um, but the most unique thing about that, I think is they were never there to sell their service to other people, hmm. which was the thing that threw me off for so many years until recently um but they always told me like understand that customers are never customers treat them more like a friend mm. so what kind of advice you would give a friend and that's the type of advice you should be giving to a customer because when you have the best interest in other people they can sense that it's true man you know and they were saying like that's your best policy that should be your best trait people that can trust you and believe that when you tell them something it's really something that you should be believing in. And hmm. he was telling me the first few years he was making close to the worst amount of money <laughs> on the whole entire like team. Mm -hmm. Like he was on the totem pole at the bottom mm -hmm. for a couple years. But the craziest thing was he was the person with the most amount of clients or the most amount of people that would come looking for him. Hmm. And that was like a real setback for me of like understanding why why'd you do that you know so did that start to benefit him monetarily it did actually and what happened was people would come asking for his service mm -hmm. whenever they went to another person so when another person said hey you need to fix this whether it's true or false they would come back to another guy which was him mm -hmm. to fix the car so he would get the money because people trusted him more in terms of his quality of work and his value as a person over the people that might have been iffy here and there. Dude, I love that. Because that, we were talking earlier about 
you know, like social media marketing. Right. Right. And like the strategy of like truly engaging people and not just spamming or not replying to comments, like, like human to human, like it goes back to being intentional and present and that same thing of what this, what this dude did was just like treat people like people and as friends. And then it takes time. It's just, I think we lose perspective that, Hey, it's going to work out. You don't have to hurry and sell them something or hurry and get them in and out. Right. Right. And treat them just like a transaction. Exactly. Um, let's just not be transactional. Like you can build something meaningful and it, it's more valuable more enjoyable and you can make so much more money too even you know you can be more like seriously financially successful absolutely so how did he this is a cool story like so how did he like what happened next after he started getting those clients yeah so what happened next was he essentially sat everyone down after that so he had a one-on-one interaction with all his clients so essentially what he told everyone was i really do appreciate it but don't go to other people to figure out if there is something wrong or not. I will tell you if something's wrong or not. But if there's nothing wrong, just know you could leave. That's how it should work. He was like, if I look at your car and something's not wrong and it doesn't have to be replaced for another year or half a month or six months, I'll let you know how long it takes before you have to repair it again. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you you can leave, just know you're still in good hands. But come back when you actually do need the service and when you do need the service and you come looking for me, that'll be fantastic. Mm. If you don't, that's fine too. But just know that you're in good hands when you're in this company. Mm-hmm. And I think that was cool because he didn't just tie it in back to himself. He wasn't mm. like, oh, like come back to me because I told you X, Y, and Z. He was saying, hey, come back to this company because I still trust every single person that they do the same exact quality work. And you should be able to trust every single person that works there. And that just speaks of, I guess, to me, his character a lot Mm -hmm. about how much he trusts his team. Like he can't vouch for, like, I don't think verbal things are that worthy to trust sometimes, but he's saying action wise, if something's wrong with your car and I told you it needs to be fixed, just know you can trust anyone on this team to fix it. So at that time, was he a leader yet? He wasn't. He was still the person with the least amount of money. So how did I sense that there's some type of like rise to power in this dude? Yeah. So (laughs) um, what happened was the manager actually saw what he was doing. Mm. He wasn't intentionally, but the manager apparently like would walk by or overhear conversations and hear other employees talk about him. And what happened was he got a promotion. Cool. Um, and through that promotion, he realized he was doing something right. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to do it to the best he could. So he started like being more organized and scheduling. I think it was either a weekly or monthly appointment with his clients saying, come back to see me so I can check up on certain things. So wow. he started making deals with his clients of like, hey, you're really valuable to me. I really do appreciate you choosing me. So I want to make it worth your time too, and come back so I can make sure everything's good. Just like for free. Exactly. Mm. So he did a lot of free work. And I think that's like one of the biggest things that we lose track of during this time and age 
like we want to rise so quickly Mm -hmm. not realizing like once you rise so quickly without enjoying the process and going through the process you fall that much quicker you know and like i'm not saying to go out there to do free work Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like even within free work if you're gaining value and you're gaining experience and you're gaining and you're learning that's that much more valuable sometimes than your monetary aspect of things yeah i mean for you right so your background is videography i mean you're an amazing like talented like like what you create is awesome like so but like you couldn't before you made a video you can have just said hey hire me for five thousand dollars you have to say here's an awesome video here's what i've done before like you have to make something free you you know like absolutely like Like, you have to it's unavoidable Mm -hmm. you know it's really unavoidable because you can't really it's hard in this day and age to prove your worth to people without having a portfolio Mm -hmm. of works that you have done and I think that's another thing that I learned during my childhood, going back to my childhood of mm. being raised by a multi-billionaire uh, family. I thought that they'd be driving Lambos and Ferraris and was this the Indian family? No, this was the white family. But uh. What was the coolest part was none of their kids actually had basically a allowance. All the kids had to get a job to work for allowance and anything that they owned was pretty much their own, you know? Mm. And, I couldn't understand that concept either because a family back in the day, my concept was a family, multi-billionaire company, family just doing really well. Like mm-hmm. the kids must have a nice allowance so they could, you know, go do things. But you just look at the kids and they're so grounded because their parents taught them that this is our money that we've earned. You have to own your own money too. We can't just constantly provide for you. We'll provide for school and education for to help you keep constantly growing but in mm. terms of if you want to spend money and you want to do things on your own and you want to go places you're gonna to have to use your own money to go do all those rest of your things do yeah which i mean i think that's huge but it's a bit i can imagine like having that much money it's got to be so tempting just to it's so much easier just to give everything right yeah so real quick to end like the with the, the indian father yeah. So did he end up like owning the company or like what so, was, how did his story kind of end up? So sorry. I'm so bad at closing I, things. You're I'm good, so good dude. That's why I'm here, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Indian um, family, what happened was the brothers realized that they had a passion for parts. So they realized that they're really good at identifying parts hmm. and then it's essentially assembling parts. Um, but, they all had strong suits and weak suits. Some were, one of the brother was more financially oriented. One was more innovative and mm. one was more grounded in logic. Ooh, cool. So what happened was they took all three together and said, Hey, we're good at this. We have clients, but is this where we want to stay? Is mm. this where we want to end up? And the answer, I guess all three brothers came to the conclusion was no, we don't want our kids to just live we don't want our families to just kind of make through or get by. Yeah. So we want to make improvements to our lives. And they were like, what's the next big thing? And looking back, they were saying the next big thing is technology. Computers are constantly progressing. 
So they switched to motherboards. Mm. So they actually started off their company um, creating motherboards. Um, mm. And it's crazy because the clients that they owned as while they were in the car service actually came to them for any computer parts too. <laughs> and so what happened was like they found a passion. They knew what they were passionate about. It wasn't, you know, the auto part in terms of like just selling and repairing and that kind of things. But it was more so, I guess they love the process of hmm. building, fixing, um, rearranging, interacting with customers. And they knew that those with those core strengths that they had, they believed that they could create something more and they could, they believed that they could create a business. And, you know, they went out there and they said, Hey, take all of our strong suits, write down all of our weak suits and let's all compliment that. Cause we all know we have weak suits and strong suits mm-hmm. and they played with that and rolled with it, you know? And so whatever one person was lacking, the other brother made up for, and then the other br- brother made up for. So that balance was really well, so I think their honesty on top of no noticing strong suits, weak suits on top of that, understanding people are valuable and don't treat your customers and clients as customers and clients, hmm. but more so treat them as true people as trying to build relationships and trying to get them to understand what is needed and what isn't, I think, benefited them in, I guess, what I like to call um, the art of, like, persuasion. That's cool. So do you know how long it, it took from, like, what was his age of coming over with four bucks, working, you know, as an auto mechanic, and then starting his own company? Do you know? To be completely honest, I don't want to uh-huh. throw a false date, so I <laughs> couldn't really tell you, but I yeah. knew it was more than eight years. More than eight years, right? Like, And like pivoting to yourself, I really want to touch on this topic because, like you said, we want things so quickly. It's not just millennials. It's, just, it's the time that we're in. It's everybody. Right. It's, dude, like I can watch an entire seat, like eight hours of Netflix that, it took them months to make and then I just watched it in a day or two days, you know, instead of waiting and like Amazon, even one day delivery in major cities, you know? So I think one thing that's really cool about you is you have, and you could make a lot of money just like making videos for lots of different clients, but you went to, you decided to, work for a gym where just straight up like you are making less money but um like i don't think that's a bad thing especially when you'll hear why you're doing it so will you explain why you stop making or you know correct if any of these things are incorrect stop making videos for big companies because you have um just to gain some clout what's the biggest some big companies you've worked for I don't want to put out names just cause like, I feel uh-huh. like I don't want to like put anyone under the bus, but you've worked in, for a major airline though, right? I have. And I've also <laughs> worked for big investment companies and there you go. Um, I actually worked for the Indian family's uh, motherboard company too. Oh, that's cool. Um, making a video mm-hmm. for them. Um, but those are just a few. So like major, with. like major, major companies though. Um, 
so why did you some people would look at that like why are you going backwards mj so will okay. you explain why you did that yeah absolutely um so for me at least i started off videos as something that i wanted to make to provide to for my i guess like my i have bad memory sometimes hmm. so i wanted something to look back on to enjoy and to refeel what i felt during that time hmm. to relive and acknowledge the presence of someone that was important to me during hmm. that time and during that moment that's cool um that was something that was big for me um i started off my career as shooting a skateboarding video or a skateboarding trip with couple of my buddies down to Panama City Beach mm -hmm. that was the start of everything and I enjoyed it a lot it was because how old were you at the time I think I was just like I was pretty old actually I was like 17 pretty old but like <laughs> no like that's a quick keep going because you've for how little time you've been doing it you're pretty awesome keep going <laughs> thanks mm -hmm. um but yeah so when I was 17 I shot that video and then from there I got job offers um because people loved seeing that kind just of just like straight up like yeah it was, was it on like, youtube where did people see the video it was through parents like word of mouth like wow one parent to another parent saw the video and the kids that i was with at the time um their parents wanted to buy the videos off of me um they're like this is amazing we never see our sons like these before and like, they offered just to buy it yeah Not like hey can you send it money that's funny yeah and they weren't mm -hmm. asking for it to be on a cd on a usb hard mm -hmm. they're just saying hey can you just send it to me through the email like that's cool and i was like yeah absolutely but mm -hmm. you don't have to pay me and they were like because you loved it like yeah i, I just like, did it for me like yeah this is an awesome memory exactly mm -hmm. like i had the pleasure of also getting to have <laughs> your son yeah. come with me on this trip mm -hmm. with no parental supervision and you trust me enough to say your son is in good hands with these other kids, you know, mm -hmm. and that's also another big factor for me. Like you trust me enough to be with the people that I love being with. And this is the least I can do. Cause you were you weren't able to be there with us. Hmm. At least you can see what we did and what we enjoyed and how we spent our time. And I guess it speak to a lot of parents and they were offering me jobs here and there um, with their company saying, Hey, like, we kind of need videos for X, Y, and Z. Do you think you can do it? And that's when I, I guess, started to see that, I guess, videos were possible mm. to make, I guess, some money off of. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it would become a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. I just knew that I could make some cash to kind of have some free time to myself and buy things, yeah. whatever I wanted. And I did enjoy it in the beginning, um, working for corporate companies. Mm -hmm. But then I realized... I felt like I was just capturing things to a certain extent. So kind of what we talked about earlier about the transactional, just exactly. like you're just doing it to doing it, doing it to do it. Right. And I guess I just got so caught up in the money aspect of things. Cause I was like, Oh, if I did another video for another company, I can make X amount so that I can go spend this or like pay for this or whatever the case is. Mm. So it was a, it was a means to an end exactly it was one of those things where it was kind of scary for me because if you ask me half the videos that i've shot for those companies i, I couldn't tell you and that's one of the you can you couldn't tell me like what they were uh, yeah i couldn't tell you exactly what i shot i don't even remember half the things i shot hmm. and that's when i knew that i'm doing something wrong because hmm. 
if you ask me exactly step by step of the first video I've ever made with my buddies down to Panama City Beach, you remember I can it. tell you the exact layout of the video. Interesting. Do you remember? I think that's your first video, right? There's like kind of like your first you remember things. But do you remember any other video that you made like that? So, yeah, I actually remember every single video and photos that I've taken of my friends. Hmm. Whether it's with my friends or other creators that I enjoy being around, like I remember every single one of those videos from what we did to whether our car broke down or not, or <laughs> what gas station we went. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where I understood that those companies were satisfying my financial needs, hmm. but I feel like my humane needs weren't being met how I treat myself as a human, how I love and what I love about other people, I felt like I wasn't being able to give it to them at all. I just felt like they just needed my service and it wasn't more so wanting a story or wanting... No, like, no connection, no soul. Yeah, there was just nothing that tied everything in. Do you, do people still reach out to you and you have to do you turn them away? Yeah, I actually turned down four other jobs the other day. I think the other past two weeks or so. Do you mind telling me, like, how much money would you have made if you agreed to those four jobs? Approximately. I couldn't tell you the exact amount, uh -huh. but in terms of I would be living, in terms of, you know how expensive apartments are around here. <laughs> so, Downtown, yeah. Um, in terms of that, I should be living comfortably for, like, three, four months in terms of, for some multiple thousands for sure sure <laughs> come on bro we gotta let people know we, dude we don't put dollar signs because i know there's mm -hmm. so many more people that are making way more than i am mm -hmm. i don't believe that that's the biggest thing that they look at either that's just one aspect yeah know? dude you're so because yeah you're 21 bro like for you to have that self-awareness is so impressive that like I'm not doing this for the right reason. And for any 20, 21, hell, like anyone to turn down money, like intentionally, dude, seriously, like if you haven't taken a moment to like pat yourself on the back, do it right now. <laughs> like, and I know you're not like that, right? And you're going to keep moving and learning and right. I get it. But to take a moment like that's cool man seriously i really do appreciate that man it yeah. it's incredible um i do wish that this experience was based off of just myself but um i guess a less corny way of saying things <laughs> would be i really got to see people struggle i guess is what i'm trying to get to hmm. um it wasn't like something that i realized on my own at all by no means like I think what helped me a lot in that process was seeing, for example, kids my age that are other creators that were struggling financially, that were doing things for money purposes. So what do you mean? So how are they struggling financially? So, for example, I'm not going to put his name out. Yeah. He is. He's 19. Like. And he's big and successful, right? Like he is. On the outside. He's actually one of those kids that aren't very successful but mm. if you look at his work his photography work and what he does you would assume that he's making good amount of money mm. that's the type of kid he is yeah and from the outside 
you look at his social media account, you're just like, wow, this kid must be doing things. He's getting it, yeah. But in reality, he's getting close to none. Why? And that's the crazy part. Like, I asked him too, like, hey, like, you have so many different opportunities that you could possibly, you know, take. Your photos are incredible. And I've actually paid some money for him to help me shoot. Oh, cool. Um, Because I enjoy his photos so Mm -hmm. much. And I love the atmosphere, tones, and stories that it tells. Mm. And he told me, he was like, yeah, but those people weren't fulfilling my needs as a photographer. Like, it was draining. Like, I felt like I was just shooting things and I wasn't capturing anything that I thought were moments or stories. That's so interesting, man. And so I asked him, like, okay, but he's one of those kids that he has to help support his family. Mm. And he has a brother, a little brother, a little sister, and his parents are also struggling financially too. And so I said, Hey, like what you're doing. And he's like, Oh, I'm working at a gas station and I'm trying to get promoted every single month. And dude, the most this I is can. wild. So this talented photographer turned down what he loved to do because it didn't align. So he worked at a gas station. So he knew he needed financial, um, he needed to support his financial needs, Mm -hmm. but he didn't want to do it for the wrong reasons with the thing that he loved the most. That's so interesting. So I, I would love to delve into this a bit more because I think there's, there's a balance though. Like, are you truly living your highest frequency and your best self? If you're, I'm not saying working at a gas station is bad, but you don't love it and you're making less money like but to me that's that sounds self-sabotaging i'll be honest like for you you're still in the vein of doing what you love but it sounds like there might be like other internal fears or insecurities or something maybe i don't know like again i this is the first time i'm hearing the 30 second <laughs> clip of this yeah. life right yeah but like to me I just be like, yo, like, especially if you're trying to support your family and you can just like a hundred X what you're making. Yeah. That's interesting. Keep going. I just had to say like, I'm not sure if I agree. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm very open and agreeable. So for people listening, they're probably like, well, Ben disagreed with something like, but but yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting because like Mm -hmm. you said, like I didn't agree with what he did either Mm -hmm. to be completely honest with you. Um, but the craziest thing was he still shoots on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and it's not for the money reasons, but he's legit trying to capture moments or create a certain atmosphere. He's just a straight artist. It sounds like, and like a poor starving artist. (laughs) Yeah. He, it's crazy because certain days, like we would be talking Mm -hmm. on the fly and he'd be like, Hey, stop. I'm like, what? He's like, I need to shoot. I see some, I need to shoot. We have Uh, to stop. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> let's stop, you know, yeah. and we'll stop. He shoots. We go back to either my apartment or a coffee shop or wherever we go to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, this is what came out. And I'm like, dude, that's incredible. Like, this looks amazing. Like, mm. you realize you can make this into your career. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to do it for the wrong reasons. Interesting. He, it sounds like he's just definitely an artist. Like, he, he's so passionate about not corrupting his passion and dude, keeping it pure yeah i have so much respect because yeah i respect that it's one of those things where i think as artists 
as creatives, mm-hmm. um, we tend to do things on certain occasions or at one point in our lives where we would do things financial for financial reasons, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. We know we have to, you know, sustain and for sure do things that we're not going to enjoy doing. But yet, I'm talking to a my homie that's a 19 year old that realized how important it is to not stray away from certain things when you're when that's essentially starting it off as a hobby Hmm. and you're treating it as something you're passionate about because i know a lot of photographers videographers that started off really well they're on the rise and everyone thought that they were going to be doing great things and big things and all of a sudden one day they just disappear they don't shoot videos and they don't do photography anymore and if you ask them why it's because they lost the passion Hmm. and I ask myself on a daily basis of why these people lost their passion. And that's when it came back to when I was doing corporate work. Mm -hmm. It's because we're just there to shoot. We're just there to offer our service and then get the exchange. Our exchange would be just monetary. Interesting. So how is that different now when you're working for Corey and the gym core 24? Yeah. So I guess what's different is first off, we just, I guess click really well Mm -hmm. as human beings. We're very, there's synergy. Yeah. There's this weird, like even the first day I met him at, it Mm -hmm. was during fashion week. And Mm -hmm. the reason why I got the opportunity to go to the gym was because we were wearing pretty much exactly the same thing. (laughs) And he called me out on it. He was like, Hey man, like it's not cool that you're wearing the same thing as I am. Like it's fashion (laughs) week. Like what are the odds? Yeah. And we were just bonding over that. And I really liked the energy she was giving me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is with me, but whether I become someone's friend or wanting to talk to someone genuinely, whether they're a stranger or not, mm. it's the vibe that they give me. Mm. And that is like my biggest pet peeve out of anything I do, you know, and vibe is to me the mm. most key essential part in my life. Mm. Like I believe that you can lose people and you can have people exit out of your life and people can always be replaced yes i do believe in that but in terms of those people that gave you meaning and gave you a sense of memories and things to remember by those vibes never leave and that's always unique to every single person so people can leave but essentially the lessons and the feelings don't right the vibe that they gave you is some irreplaceable like Mm. that's not something that can be replicated every single person has a unique vibe and a unique perspective and that's what's the most valuable thing to me and that's why i guess we're always afraid of losing people that are close to us Hmm. you know because they had some sort of impact to you that evoked emotions and feelings true that man investment of time and whether it's Mm -hmm. you know and for core like core 24 i instantly realized there was something there that was really really intriguing at the time i didn't know it was the vibe hmm. but i just knew that i saw him but then i just saw how many people levitated towards Corey. Hmm. i couldn't understand that he told me it was a gym i'm so used to seeing a gym where everyone puts their headphones in yeah and kind of like do their own thing at core it felt different like you have that loud club miami music <laughs> playing yeah. and then I think one of the crazy thing was everyone was willing to talk. I think that was, was so contagious and 
what threw me off the most. Like mm. the people there was always curious to ask who you were and what you do. Like it had nothing to do with your workout half of the time. It was always, who are you? What do you do? Mm. Why do we click so well? Mm. And you never see people in there not having a genuine conversation. Everyone have a conversation because they want to. Because if you think about it, everyone that goes to the gym are going there for one reason and it's to work out on a normal basis. Mm -hmm. But if you see people chattering away, it usually means that they're genuinely interested in wanting to have a conversation. And I think that's the biggest thing that I guess levitated me towards core was in corporate business, everything's so structured. Your conversations are very structured and I feel like you're always questioning whether people are really wanting to talk to you or not. Mm. People are people really wanting to have an interaction with you and have a genuine conversation and you can never tell. But at the gym, when I first got in there, everyone was wanting to talk to Corey and wanted to talk to each other. And I was a stranger, but they wanted to talk to me too. And I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand why they were all so interested and curious and wanting to learn more about other people. That's cool. So what have you learned so far from kind of changing that? I think what I've learned the most at core is mm -hmm. realizing. I think I'm hoping that I'm putting this in the right terms. <laughs> um, but people's perspective generates a culture hmm. and when i say that i think what i'm trying to get to is the more you put more like-minded people around you that are wanting to win and seeing other people win with you the more interesting conversations you have and that's what i learned at core like if i went in there with the mentality of I'm here for the money and I'm focused on my craft only. Hmm. That surprises me. That was your intention going in. Interesting. My main focus was, okay, I kind of enjoy it here. <laughs> I want to make some money mm -hmm. and hone my craft. Mm -hmm. That's where my complete honest, true intentions of going into core. Dude, I love, love the rawness. Yeah. So, you know, and, I hope like the audience can relate to if they're a creator, mm -hmm. that's how your mind usually processes things, yep. <laughs> you know? And I wouldn't even lie. Like it's a steady source of income too. Cause mm -hmm. you have things that's always constantly lined up on a weekly basis mm -hmm. of having to do projects and taking photos and all these things. But mm -hmm. I can even tell you like halfway through it, you probably saw it too. There was a gap in core 24's Instagram yep. page of no videos and no content. And that was pretty much my fault. Like what happened was I was so, I was so much in love with people around the environment huh. and the culture that people built through the members and through the core staff that I actually let go of my camera for a while. And that's what happened. Like I genuinely lost sense of wanting to take pictures and wanting to take videos more. So I wanted to put my camera down for a second and really wanted to have these conversations with people. Hmm. And that's what got to me. Like I realized what I enjoyed a lot was 
people's stories and people's perspective and people's I guess emotions like seeing people genuinely smile over seeing someone go to an event and kind of having false conversations <laughs> yeah that little mixture but we always do that you know mm-hmm. like with I don't think it's malicious or narcissistic in a way. I think it's more so just respecting people's time and effort. And sometimes we will make judgments because we will judge, but also accepting that we're judgmental creatures, but also try to get to understand someone's perspective by taking a step back, Hmm. you know? And I think that's what helped me the most at core. Like I didn't know half of the members, the original members of when I was first there, Mm half of them were going through the worst times of their lives, like Mm. from their daughters getting pulled away through a divorce, not Mm. being able to see their daughter anymore to going completely jobless, having to move to a different state because they're literally being kicked out of their apartment and all these Mm. things. But I didn't expect them to go that deep into the conversation, but I think you make people feel safe, dude. (laughs) It's one of those things. You're genuine. (laughs) But Mm. if I didn't, reach out and just say hey how are you and kind of like wanting to learn more about that person mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't have learned that people might be going through some of the worst times of their life but they're giving you s- some of the best energies I've ever gotten in my life mm. and that's what spoke to me the most and even in core what's the craziest to me is half of the time people go in there to talk to Corey. <laughs> Corey's really good at talking to people you like, know, and like in a good, like genuine way. Yeah. And if you, I, I took a period where I would just essentially shadow him. Like <laughs> I couldn't understand why people levitated towards him and why hmm. people wanted to talk to him so bad and why people would skip their workout <laughs> to, you know, just have a conversation and then leave when they had to. And that was what I guess made me stay and change my perspective. Hmm. I was in it for the money, but then when I realized that what people came to do in terms of what the gyms was supposed to stand for or what a true gym definition from a Webster dictionary (laughs) would stand for, it didn't fit that norm and why people came in just to talk to him made me really question if I was doing videos for the right purposes. Interesting. So do you think, will you ever put, stop making videos? Like, cause, or like, do you like, have you found new passions? I mean, you are still right. We're all on this journey and you're experiencing so many things and collecting these perspectives. You're definitely like a perspective collector with your curiosity. So do you, so have you kind of been able to form or like, physically manifest like crystallize like it sounds like you're discovering some new passions in this process is there anything that you've like that you want to try or do now to be honest yeah i mean i've realized a couple things i mean but i guess my biggest find is reprogramming how I view videos and photos is what's happening at least Mm. in my mind of recently what I guess I started to dive into more is why I watch movies 
And that's what I've been zoning into a lot more in terms of paying more attention to why I watch movies. And when I say that, I guess what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say is movies, you have good movies and bad movies. Mm -hmm. But why do people watch movies over and over again? Emotion connection, emotional connection, dude. They're connected with it. Right. And that's one of the things that I was learning that I was doing something wrong with my videos because I was able to create videos that was hype. I was able to create videos that were fast paced and gets people's attention because it was really fast paced. Mm -hmm. But what I realized was there was no story behind it. Like zero. Like it had great clips. It had great shots, but zero story. Like, people couldn't relate it was hype to it. but we forgot about it exactly mm. and that's what i learned through staying at court which made me realize i have to let go of my money aspect like i guess what i'm saying is if i want to make more money i have to let go of money that sounds really really funky i love that though no i think i love that thought but i think that's the only truest form of being able to hone your craft mm really trying to enjoy what you're shooting and really trying to tell a story behind if one person were to watch this would they be able to relate if one person were to watch this would they actually be able to evoke some sort of emotion i'm not saying it has to be positive it could be negative but just trying to get one single emotion out of someone has become my newest mission and my newest Mm. goal in my photography and video career. And I think that's why I keep watching movies on a constant basis Mm. at like 3 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) Because, you know, during, I guess, 3 a.m. in the morning, that's when you're really, really tired. Mm -hmm. So I tell myself, if I'm able to watch through a movie 3 a.m. in the morning, they're doing something right. Mm. Because it grabs your attention that much. Exactly that I forgot how tired I was. Ooh, I like that. And so I've been trying to do that more often where I'll do everything I need to during the day, but then stay up at three to just watch a single movie. Dude, that's so, and you won't nap? Mm-mm. I guess hence the pre-workout. <laughs> but um, And you're intentionally staying up to watch a movie at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Just to like study. Just to kind of learn a little bit more. Cause 3 you're a student, man. I love it. Like I love how much of a student you are. Thanks, man. Um, But yeah, just wanting to constantly figure out the perspective of what makes a good movie a good movie. And Mm. obviously you have, you know, the basics of a story, you know, like your beginning, then your rising action, (laughs) then your climax, then your fall in action, and then your conclusion and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But I guess my biggest mission right now is watching those movies, see why they intrigue me so much. How are they able to evoke so much emotions out of me in a single scene, in a single frame, in a single picture? Hmm. And then taking that into account and putting it back into the perspective of social media where we only have 60 seconds for a Mm -hmm. video clip. How do I incorporate all that scenario into that 60 seconds is like i guess my newest goal which is the Mm. trickiest part because in a movie you're able to do it over a time period of whatever it is whether it's 40 minutes one hour Mm -hmm. hour 30 two hours Mm. but how do you condense that two hours down to 60 seconds 
how can you tell that good of a story in 60 seconds you know and not letting just artistry take over but also mm. putting into perspective of the people that are watching it yeah i think that's a huge key because people who most people i think you and i would be like oh this is an amazing story like let's watch you know but most people only want like a 60 second clip right right and it's it's hard like yeah that's something i struggle with of like no trust me this is better i know what's best then it's like no like listen to what the people want yeah. they want what they want you can't change that <laughs> you know yeah and i think that's one of the coolest things in terms of i guess when you say like what else did i want to try out mm -hmm. i think for me it's just shadowing people like whether it's videos whether it's clothing whether it's fitness just kind of mm. like watching people do what they do and why they do what what they do mm. and if they say they do it because they love it then kind of like go in it with them and see why they love it mm. and i guess for me what i guess my new streams of passion is understanding passion itself mm. I guess. really wanting to say why this person enjoys it so much and really putting myself in their shoes because then you can understand it more for yourself. Exactly. I guess I really just want to feel everything. And I think I've told you this before, yeah. but I'm all about experience. Like yeah. if you told me the stove was hot, I guarantee you I'll still touch <laughs> the stove just to get the experience yeah. of why it's why you're saying what you're saying. Mm. And that's I guess my biggest thing. Like even when I create videos, I think the best video people and the best directors and the best filmmakers and the best actors and the best people in their craft has actually once been on the other side of things. Mm. And I think that's what makes people better at what they do is how I view things, at least in my perspective. Yeah, dude, I love that. So I think like the main takeaway through all of this, whether it's your own story or others is really like enjoying like loving truly not just how we i say this just nonchalantly like enjoy the process you know it's not the destination it's the journey but like really though like Agreed. really let's not just like breath like breeze over it like really like your actions are you truly doing it like ask yourself why like why am i doing this do i enjoy this process um, yeah, dude, like, uh, that's cool. Like we didn't even sent like set out to have a theme, but I think we kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> I think we did too. In like many different ways from like travel to jumping out of a plane, like at everything, what it goes down to is why are you doing what you're doing? Are you intentional? Are you enjoying that moment? I dude, I definitely agree with you on a hundred percent. And I think another like is to like close up that theme mm -hmm. would be tying in the definition or the word real and authenticity mm. um, is it R-E-A-L or R-E-E-L I would probably say R-E-A-L <laughs> I know I'm just being goofy dude I know <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I think those two are also a key component to mm. how to I guess in my life to be as true to myself as possible. Um, I even preach to my friends too all the time where 
if I don't think I'm having a real conversation with you, hmm. I won't waste my time with you. Just because maybe someone else will be able to connect with you on a better link. And that's what I want with my friends. Like, hmm. if someone's able to give you a true connection at the time where you need a certain connection, be with those people. Yeah. Don't try to just maintain a friendship just because you want to maintain it. And know your value, too. And I tell even one of my buddies that left for L.A. recently where, mm-hmm. where you're headed, which I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what you're going to do because you're going <laughs> to do yep. so much. But me and him, we were one of those, I guess, friends that we weren't that close, but we knew where we stood <clears throat> in terms of each other's lives. Mm. Like, I understood that I didn't click well with him. I'm not saying that I wasn't his friend. I was there for him, but I was only there for him. There wasn't that energy match. Right. And those energy match that I had with him was only on certain moments because those were real and we both had that connection. But in terms of wow. his needs of certain interactions on a daily basis, daily basis, we weren't matching at all. So I told myself and I told him, hey, I don't think we match on a daily basis, but I <laughs> think on certain moments we do match up and I know my value and I think you know yours too. Whenever you need my energy and my values, I'm always here. Wow, man. But when you need your daily basis energy, find those people that fill those daily basis energy, you know? Man, dude, that's woke. Like, <laughs> to really, like, it's okay. Because I think I'm definitely think like this of everyone has, I have to like everything and we have to be on the same page about everything. But what you just said is like, kind of going back to like the three brothers, like, hey, just when you match and capitalize on your strength and when you vibe don't just try and go out and focus on just like you say like the day-to-day things like just focus on what's working a lot of the time mm-hmm. hmm i really like that dude yeah all right my brother so as we get close to winding down i have a segment that's called scroll my soul okay hey so what it means is through conversations podcasts books whatever it is whether they're my own thoughts or quotes of other people, I write them down. Then I randomly scroll through my computer and then I say it, I read it back to you. And then you tell me, do you agree? You disagree? Just how it resonates, what thoughts it brings up, memories, whatever. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to read this back. So I just scrolled and found one. Um, And it says, failure is an event. It is not who we are. Failure is an event. It is not who we are. What does that bring up for you? I think for me, it brings up the idea of, I guess I disagree. Ooh, I love it. Let's go. Failure. I don't think there's ever failure. I think it's just a learning curve. Yeah. So if I were to view things in a sense of failure, I think I will always be tied down to the past. It's true. So I think for me, at least understanding that it that probably was a failure but then acknowledging that that was just a learning curve and switching i guess failure with learning curve i guess is the most key component to making that statement even more truer for me that's cool and like it's funny because how i understand it i think it is saying what you're what how you're saying is like hey it's just an event it's a thing that happened but it's not who you are 
right? Like don't attach yourself to that thing of like in the right. past. Cause yeah, like, I don't even believe failure. Like it's not a thing, you know? Right. Like just keep moving, keep learning, apply it to your life. Right. Right. Dang dude, that's dope. All right, man. Well, this has been real, dude. Dude, you did great. I hope so. I think my <laughs> mic kept going in and out. So I apologize if you can't hear that. Well, <laughs> that's all good, my brother. Like this means a lot, dude. And that was a good combo. Like, is there anything on your heart right now that you feel compelled? Cause dude, like, I think you're just gonna, even though you're learning and soaking up knowledge, you have a lot to give as well. So is there anything on your heart that you want to spread? I think the only thing that I would want to spread and preach the most to other people, um, obviously people only do what they want to do. So they'll <laughs> do what they want to do. Yep. Um, <laughs> But for me is understanding that if someone gave you an opportunity to always give back an opportunity to back to your community, mm. I think that's one of the most, I think, fundamental and important aspects to incorporate in your life. Like for me, at least, like if someone gave me as a creative, if someone gave me an opportunity to shoot for something, I always give that back to someone else that's struggling mm. or someone else that's asking for opportunity. Because you never know that person could be the next big thing. So when some like a company's reaching out to you and you say no, you say, Hey, but here's someone else that can do it. Yeah. Cool. That's what I usually do. Mm -hmm. I usually say, Hey, there's a creator right here. He's talented. He's really skilled. He might even be better than me. Mm -hmm. Here's his contact. If you want to contact him, if you don't, that's totally fine. But I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even in friendships too, I do the same. Like if someone was there during my roughest hours and I meet someone that's in, you can tell like they're in their roughest hours and their roughest time right now, mm. I would be there for that person. Whether if that means that I'm just a chapter in their life, it's not because I want anything in return, mm. but it's someone was there in my life to help me through that. I would be there for someone else too. Dang dude. And I want to constantly give back to other people just knowing that that's something that's one of the most easiest thing to do i feel like for anyone hmm. you know like just being there for someone or just because someone took the time out of there to reach out to you be polite and just reach back out like hey like even a single message of saying hey thanks for the message really do appreciate it if you're in the area or you're ever in the area let's grab coffee like I mm. think that means so much more to not just yourself, but to other people because now they're more inclined to break through their comfort zones and break through their fears because they could be fearful of not wanting to leave where they are right now. But just by saying like, oh, there's a possibility of being able to shift, I think it's just so important. Like, Dang, dude. And that's, I guess, my biggest takeaway. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Dang, dude. Well, my man, MJ, I appreciate you, dude. Thank you for being just a genuine, authentic person, curious, and knowing your value and being self-aware. Like, for real, it's, it's, it's dope. And it's inspiring to me and I'm sure inspiring to other people that you're around and other people who are going to hear this. Thank you. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for having me. And, man, I can't believe I'm talking to this camera right now. This looks really <laughs> weird. Cause yeah, you're on the other side, brother. But I just want to say like, I've only 
to be honest with the audience, I've only mm-hmm. been with you for talk to you for like mm-hmm. two, three times, <laughs> yep. like a long conversation with you mm-hmm. um, while you're here in Greenville, mm-hmm. South Carolina. But just by talking, I know mm-hmm. that you're going to do so many things in L.A. Thanks, brother. That's going to make me smile genuinely just because mm-hmm. I know you're progressing. And I think that's why like I'm always smiling and that's why I'm always so excited to see other people around me that mm. are striving and are doing and always willing to even like you didn't have to do this on your last few days mm-hmm. in Greenville and yet you're out here trying to just have a conversation with Friday you. night baby exactly <laughs> on a Friday night too you know yep. and I really do appreciate it and I just want mm. you to know that you're gonna do great things man dude thank you that means a lot all right dude we're gonna cry so we're gonna have to end this now <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hug. All right. No, for real, dude. Thank you. And adios. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in this week. And this week's challenge is inspired by our dude, MJ. And this week's challenge for you, if you're new to this whole thing, you've never heard uh, an episode of The Going Show before, we give you a new challenge every single week. So at the end of each episode, we give you a new challenge to take and implement into your own life. And this week is to stop trying so hard. (laughs) And I know that sounds weird because we're taught to try and try, give our best, and go the extra mile. But I think that's why it would do us good to stop trying so hard this week. Literally. And But that's the crazy thing about this is that this is going to be a challenge for some of us is to stop trying so hard. And that's why... Just whether it's meditating for 30 seconds in the morning, um, making a gratitude list, spending t- like putting your phone away, whatever that means to you, if stop trying so hard, listen. Like just take some time to listen to yourself. Stop trying. Stop forcing. Let's just allow. Let's allow the good things to come into our lives. And MJ really inspired this. Just like his zest for life, just to be in the moment. Just to be in the moment, enjoy, not look forward, not look back. Let's allow and receive the good things to come into our lives and nurture what we already have instead of looking for more. So our challenge is to stop trying so hard. Um, So please join me in this challenge. Tag me on Instagram. Tag me, my name is Ben, at Golink Group. You can see that in the description. Stop trying so hard. Tell me how you're doing on Instagram. I want to see how you are implementing this challenge into your life to really level up and fall into your truth and listen to your own heart and your soul and what brings you that divine alignment. And if you enjoyed this episode with MJ, please leave a review on iTunes. It would mean the world. It's not just for the hell of leaving a review. It's because if you get any, if you get an ounce of any appreciation like inspiration motivation knowledge lessons that can help someone else by you leaving a review or just share it on instagram take a screenshot send it to someone hell i don't care if you leave a review just tell someone about it so we can spread the word it means the world i appreciate you all for taking an hour and a half of your day to listen to this with us For real, from my heart to yours, I love you. If it's anyone, it's you. If it's any time, it's now. Have an amazing week.